This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Jerry is out today. He'll be back tomorrow. I've got Eddie Scazzeri with me. Oh, hi there, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. So um, I went to see Tom Green this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where at? He was at Stress Factory in New Brunswick. Okay. Uh, So my friend John, who's a fan of his, he was like, oh, do you want to go? So me, him, and Gina went. His wife was uh, not available to go, so it was just the three of us, but sold out two shows, 7 o'clock and a 9.30. Mm -hmm. Of course, we went to the 7 o'clock show. Yes. But I thought you would find this interesting. He brought his dog with him. Awesome. Yeah, and he, the dog was on the stage with him the entire hour or whatever he was on stage for. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. It well, looked, at times it looked nervous, the dog, and at other times it looked so relaxed it could fall asleep standing up. I wonder if it was just the first reactions of the crowd to a, to a line or a laugh or something. Yeah, I thought about that too. So he said, he said, oh, no, the dog, Charlie's the dog. He said, mm-hmm. Charlie will be fine. This is Charlie's like 50th show we've done this. Wow. We've done this at. And, but I did think of that because sometimes he would scream into the microphone. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that with dogs too. Like, if you're like when you are on the phone, what does your dog think you're doing? Yeah. Because normally you're talking either to your wife or to the dog. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm home by myself and I talk out loud, I'm talking to the dog. Even if. I'm not expecting anything of her. I might just say, we got to go shopping one of these days. They're running out of food over here. Right. But you're looking at her. But I'm looking at her. Like, when I'm on the phone, she must be thinking, what is this guy doing? Well, she's probably thinking, it's Gina again. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Gina calling? I think about, too, if I very rarely, if I'm on, put my my headphones on and walk her and talk on the phone at the same time. I don't do that very often. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I wonder if she thinks why is he talking the entire walk? Yeah, I I don't know how far down the thought process they go with that. Yeah, what, I don't know either. What kind of dog? Uh, he had a dog that he got from. Uh, he was on vacation on one of the islands, and it was a street dog mm-hmm. he he took back. So it looks like it's just a mix, a mixture. Mm. I can show you a photo uh, when we're done. But uh, yeah, it was funny because I was telling Gene all about him at Tom Green, and I said, you know, he. I said, last I saw him on social media, he got a dog, he got a camper, and he just went around the United States filming stuff just mm. for himself. Mm. So this is the dog. Cool. And he, Tom Green now lives in, he moved back to Canada. He sold his house in LA, moved to Canada to a farm, mm-hmm. and he drove down to the stress factory, as he mm. called it, just six hours down the road. Yeah, sure. But... He also told me, he said something that I didn't know, and I'll see if you know this. You're a bit of a science guy. Mm -hmm. He said on his farm he has a mule. Okay. He has two mules. All right. And he said that a mule is a horse and a donkey mixed. Sterile also. Right. That two mules cannot mate and produce a mule. Correct. That is wild stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's, you know, sometimes when they'll cross two species uh, uh, or varieties of plant, the offspring is sterile. Like its seeds aren't going to do anything. But they're not, they're naturally like a, a like in other words, a horse or mule mounted the other one and had sex mm-hmm. with it. They didn't take the sperm of a, of a... That is correct. Okay, but then in the, but then the, those breed, they can't breed. Correct. It's sterile offspring. Like they... They're they're close enough to to be able to interbreed, but their offspring, that's the end of the line. It can't reproduce. Man. 
I would have thought something like that would happen between humans and monkeys. Um, you like how so close we are? Yeah, yeah. That is that's a fair boy. With chimpanzees, we share like ninety eight. Yeah, percent of our DNA. Like I can't have uh whatever breed a chimpanzee and a human would be that that that's that thing couldn't breed, but no. Yeah, well, thank God. <laughs> is that know. what Planet of the Apes was based on? N- no, no, no. It was not. It was just, you know, apes had sort of were ready to make to make that next cognitive leap in oh, evolution. Okay. So they were full on apes. Oh yes. That then got smarter. Well, three different species in the mythos of the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, is that right? Gorillas, which were the soldiers and were more aggressive. The orangutans, which were more cerebral and were the leaders of the of that community, and then the chimpanzees, which were sort of in the middle. Oh well, if we were closest to chimpanzees, shouldn't they have been the most? Well, the yes, smartest? but I, I don't think they they delved that deeply into yeah. that. And actually, I don't know what, if the time when they made those movies, I don't know if the closeness of us and chimps. Uh, versus the other great apes. I don't oh. know if that was... You know if we were there funny. in science yet. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. One of the other things, I had posted a picture of Tom Green holding up his dog at the end of the mm-hmm. night. He picked up Charlie, and he was going to leave. He said, if you want to take a picture of Charlie. It's a medium-sized dog? Yeah, medium-sized dog. And I also, speaking of people bringing their dogs, uh, Kirk Herbstreet this year has brought his gold golden retriever Ben around. Really? Everywhere. Like he's been on the, the game day uh, side and at the Thursday night football with Al Michaels. And uh, I'm pretty sure he's been on those. And all the college football games he's doing. Ben Ben is a thing. Yeah. See, that's cool. It is. And People... it's nice to be able to have that pull to be able to say, I'm, I'm doing this. Yeah, I thought about that with Tom Green. It's like he had a clear that he's bringing a sure. dog to all of these venues he's yeah. going to. And then he probably said, if 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 uh, I can't, then I'm not doing the show. Yeah, then I can't do it. Yeah, so that must be nice. I mean, I got written up for bringing Cooper You did, in. yeah. Yeah, you did not get a, yeah, no worries. Mm-hmm. But uh, people, I, t- I posted the photo of Tom Green holding his dog, and people were like, he looks terrible, Tom meaning. Mm. He looks old. And it reminded me of a of a time when Jerry Seinfeld called in and Craig said to him, you're looking old these days. That's what Craig said to him. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's because you keep seeing me on TV from 1997. Yes. Yeah. And this Tom Green was popular on MTV. In it the was 90s. 1999 when he was 28 years old. Yeah. So you're, you're comparing him to a 28-year-old and he's 52 now. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but I thought he looked pretty good. Like he's, uh, he looks to be trim. He doesn't have a muscle on his body, but he's, you know, a thin guy. Same, same kind of act. Yeah. I actually thought it was a really interesting act because I didn't know what to expect because I never saw his stand up comedy. Mm -hmm. And it was part stand up comedy, it was part nostalgia and just talking about his, his life. Mm -hmm. Then it was even part like, philosophy on life and looking at life now mm-hmm. i love people like that like they're my favorite type of podcast guests are people that well were famous for a sort of a short amount of time and are now much older and reflecting back on it i think they make for really interesting sure people yeah and all the stuff i didn't realize all the stuff he did like just things like hosting saturday night live doing a movie, hosting uh, when Letterman was ill with his heart issues. He got to host Letterman Mm -hmm. a couple times. Like, he just did a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. And now, part of it seems, in some ways, seems lonely. Like, he bought a farm, and he's on that farm in Canada. And he's not married? No, not married. Doesn't appear to be in a relationship. He married Drew Barrymore, remember? Do you remember that at all? As a, for, In real life? Or? Yeah, in real oh, life. Oh, okay. Not yeah, a in bit. in real life. Not a bit. They were married for only a short time. Um, and I didn't see him linked to anybody after that. But like now he's on this farm. He seems very isolated. It's him and his dog. 
He travels the country, just him and his dog in a in a camper. I don't know. It just seemed seems sad in a way too. But it sounds like that's what he wants. Yeah, there was some doubt in his, you know, performance that he is he is clearly not where he wanted to be at fifty two. Oh, okay. That that seems seemed obvious in the thing, but still w- weird. Mm-hmm. Still a weird guy. And uh, I just thought about that time when you and I got to talk to him. Yeah, for a long time when he was he came in here. Because he showed up earlier or something? Yeah, he showed up earlier. And, like, I booked him, I think he's been on three times over the years. Yeah. Twice with twice with Boomer and Carton, or maybe just once with Boomer and Carton, twice with Boomer and Gio. And they, both times, you know, I know so much about Tom Green that I wanted to do the interview. And so I thought the interviews he did on here were not great. Yeah. But you and I got to kind of talk to him about everything in the room where you and I sit yes. prior to him going on. That was an interesting conversation. Yeah. It seems like a, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, very nice guy. And and different and reflective. Yes. Well, I think he's gotten more, like, the more he goes on, the more reflective he yeah. is getting. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. It was kind of, uh, I was, I'm glad I went because, again, like, my friend asked me to go. I was like, oh. I was like yeah, I should say yes to things. But then, of course, the day of it was like, oh, I got to go up to yeah. New Brunswick. But, I don't know, it was cool. And it was cool that he brought the dog. And what did he do, about an hour, a little over? I think probably a little less. There, mm. was an op- there was an opening act who was terrible. A middle guy who was, I thought, terrible. But Gina and uh, my friend John thought he was all right. Uh, and then Tom Green was awesome. So... So like forty minutes. Probably maybe? the whole thing started when. No, well, for him. Uh, yeah, probably fifty minutes, maybe an hour, fifty minutes to an hour. But uh, yeah, it was cool. It was a. Uh, it was. It was cool to see him. I want to see the, the. I consider him a TV pioneer. Oh, so for sure. I want to see these people before they, you know, yeah. or stop doing stuff mm-hmm. again. You know, so that was a cool one. And then I started following him on Instagram after that, and then he was just on live. His int- Entire drive home. Just not talking the whole time. He couldn't have been. Oh, no, he was talking. He was singing about chocolate donuts. It was, you know, it was very Tom Green, Mm. you know. So I was trying to figure out, like, what happened to him. And I guess it was in that MTV heyday. Then he got testicle cancer Mm. and then had to step down from his show. And that's when I think Jackass came on and it was like oh another level of pranks mm-hmm. now it's not just pranks now it's like we're harming ourselves yeah in doing the pranks Which i don't care for yeah the tom green stuff was so much uh yes cutting edge cutting edge for sure cutting edge stuff now i also had a very strange incident before i went to the show okay this might this is a old man prostate talk i believe all right okay never experienced this before so i um Take a shower, um, uh, brushing my teeth. You know, I'm done. I, I shower. I fully dress. I'm getting ready to go to the show. Said, ah, you know, I'm gonna brush my teeth again. I'm gonna be around close people. Brush up. As I'm brushing my teeth, I kind of feel like I have to pee, and I'm like, mm, eh, all right. Well, I'll finish brushing my teeth and go pee. I finish brushing my teeth. I take the water in my mouth to swish, and when the water fills my mouth. A shoot of pee came out of my penis. No way. Yeah. That's a weird one. Yes. And I was like, it felt like, I was like, what? I go into the bathroom, giant pee spot. Oh my God. It squirted out. That's that's bizarre. It was very Did you Google bizarre. it? No, I didn't Google it. But strangely enough, like a week ago, I got a, a, a message from a guy on uh, Instagram who was asking me, he had a thing like that happen to him. Yes, and I know, and I used uh, one of the clips last yes. Friday, the urine leakage clip. Urine leakage. Yeah. I, I, he said, I, I didn't Google it because he said he claimed to Google it and never couldn't find anything. I was like, what the hell was that? Yes. That never happened to me before. And it was triggered by you rinsing your mouth. By, right, if I fill in my mouth. That is bizarre. Yeah. I've never heard of that. He went, 
like I oh, had to change jeans. Uh, sure. No, I believe what happened. <laughs> it but wasn't the, full P. But the, the trigger, the causality is, is like, because that's not what that guy described. No. Uh, as his, you know, it was just a random leakage. Yeah. But this was, that is odd. But you know how people used to pull this prank? I never understood it, but they'd be like, oh, like, oh, in the frat house, if a yeah, guy was yeah. sleeping. A hand in the water. Yeah. Which I would never trigger did urine. that or never had that done to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that must be some. You, but but you could almost kind of understand that a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Because at least you know, you're unconscious. Yeah. Your unconscious mind and something with the water. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that was. That's bizarre. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I know. Now it's in my head. Like every time I kind of have to go to the bathroom, I better go now. Right. You're brushing your teeth on the bowl now. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting down on the toilet. (laughs) Brushing my teeth. Yeah. It was Uh, very strange. Yeah. That is, that's a bizarre one. Very bizarre. Really threw me off. Oh, I'm, of that I'm sure. Yeah. Now you don't take prostate meds. No. See, I do. When's your next uh, urology, urologist visit? Oh, I I don't even I don't go unless I have a problem. But I did go to Princeton Longevity. Yes. In March, and they told me my prostate looked good. Okay. They were imaging wise though, mm-hmm. but and that was March. March, so, yeah. Mm. I could be falling apart though from March. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is. Uh, well, I would say if there's another incident, oh. I would then schedule a urologist visit. I'm like, am I have to start wearing some sort of liner in my underpants? Yeah. yeah. That was weird. Very, very strange. Really threw me off. Um, Let's hope it doesn't happen Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. Um, So I went to do uh, blood work this weekend. Mm -hmm. And tell me how you feel about this. So I go to the place. I scheduled my own blood work. Mm -hmm. This is just to draw blood. Yeah, just to draw Mm -hmm. blood. I wanted to get a full uh, blood panel. I like to do it once a year. I don't go through my doctor. I just order it online and go to the lab and then they send you the results and it's yeah. very easy to read. And if there's a problem, I'll go to the doctor. So part of the panel is the blood work and urine. So they go, okay, here's the urine cup. The bathroom's down here on the left. You uh, urinate into the cup, put the lid on it. There's a compartment in the room. Yes. You put it in there and then they're able to get it from the other side. It's like a bank thing. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I go down to the hall. There's a guy already in the bathroom. He comes out with his urine. And the girl goes, oh, I'll take it from you. I go in. I urinate. I go. I open up the uh, thing. There's other urines in there. Mm. They didn't get the other urines. I should not have access to other people's urines. Uh, you shouldn't because you could, like, whatever, drop uh, acid or drugs in it or right. something. Right, I could have dropped acid or drugs or mm-hmm. like marijuana. Yeah, anything. I could have pricked my finger, dropped blood right. in it. You, you got put, blood in your urine. Like a, oh, put a sugar packet in. Oh, my God, you're really <laughs> diabetic. <laughs> I could have done anything. Yes. Not no, only sh- that, it had, and these weren't like printed out labels on them, Sharpie marker yeah. names on them. Yeah, now Jones. I know. Yeah. <laughs> now I know this guy's getting his urine checked. I don't know before I could create something in my mind, though, where he's... Yeah. This guy must be a drug. He's getting his urine checked. Yeah. And I said to the to one of the women working, I go, oh, I go, you're kind of getting backed up in the uh, urine receptacle area. She goes, oh, yeah, we'll get it. Yeah. No rush. Yeah. I didn't no. care for that. No rush. No privacy. Yeah. It seems a little sloppy to me. It is. Loose ends, as Boomer would right. say. And by the way, if if you just, if you take him into wherever that other side of the that pass-through is, and just put it on a shelf there. That that's fine, right? And in fact, when I put my urine into the wall there, I had to pass that room right next to it. What? No one in there. You're right. Just get the urine out. I don't want to see yeah, another so urine. You don't have access to it, or someone else doesn't have access to yours, right? Or the idea that they know I, ur- I urinated in a cup. Yeah, well, but I think that's standard for you know when you get any type of work. Yeah, yeah, that's. I know for a diabetic test, it for sure is, 100%. Yeah. And for a lot of tests, they like to check, because it also, uh, they could check, it's really to check kidney function, to see if there's any proteins uh, in your urine that would would indicate some sort of a kidney problem. 
can they t- figure out why I shot a urine out of my wiener the other day randomly? Uh, I, that I don't know. They have an answer to that. I'd like no. to know. Yeah. yeah, ever since I moved, I don't have like any doctors. Mm. I just, I don't know. I probably need to figure that out. Uh, at some point, I mean, you're very healthy. So, you know, I've got like eight doctors, but um, again, I've got a long list of crap. But if so. I go to a urologist now just to be like, hey, I want to establish mm-hmm. a relationship with a urologist, they're going to want to put his finger in the butt. For sure, 100%. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I I understand. Yeah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> no, Nobody wants, well, most people. Uh, and most people don't want to do uh, colonoscopies. Yeah, but that at least you're... Yeah, you're out. You're like, they should have checked my prostate while I was out for colonoscopy. Yeah. Like, have the urologist run in. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There yeah, you go. Yeah, this guy's fine. They didn't do that at Princeton? Uh, no, they, it's uh, in the imaging they saw. Oh, okay. But they, they didn't get the prostate check. Mm-hmm. It's very unpleasant. Yeah, it is. That's why I go for the bl- blood test first. And as long as the blood test is in line, I'm like, I'm not going to get They my... do that PSA as yeah, part of that? P- yeah, PSA test. Mm-hmm. Well, not part of it. You have to get that separate. But it's but you, available. It's, all, it's available to you, yeah. They do make it available. It exists. Yes. You are aware it exists, yes. And you could get it if you like. So, I don't know. I like to do all those. Like, I started keeping notes on my phone, like, when I do medical things. So mm-hmm. I could go, oh, I'm due for this, or... I get this uh, blood work. It's good to do yearly blood work. Yeah. Well, I get it done so much with like uh, all my other things. Yeah. You know. That. So you're getting your blood tested year multiple uh, times? T- it l- usually twice a year for diabetes. And then when I go to the rheumatologist, uh, he will he will draw blood also once a year. So I- I'm having it drawn probably about four times a year. Oh, and you're checking your blood all... Are you still checking your blood or no? Finger sticks, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. as much because of the continuous blood, uh, blood glucose monitoring system I have. And yeah. then the upgrade I just had to my pump, it, uh, it it requires less finger sticks. But I still... I will do it even more than it asks just to make sure it's, it's, it's doing... It's calibrated correctly. Right. Actually, you could have been a perfect person to contaminate the urine samples yes, for sure because you have the needle that you could have pricked your finger with yeah dip it into somebody's urine now they got blood in the urine yeah mm-hmm. and they'll That's be correct. Being treated for blood in the urine and scared right what if they mix up my urine with somebody like, but then oh. also that yeah yeah i would yeah i'd, I'd really want to have to go out of my way to mess with somebody which yeah I don't but you could have. be like a tom green prankster yes <laughs> your reality show you filming yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> going here i am i'm going to s- put blood in this person's urine <laughs> to really throw them off and then you get their name and you call them a few months later you didn't really have blood in your urine. Yeah, oh, no, I, it was me i was just trying to prove a point i did get a uh, a questionnaire from the a survey from the lab saying oh how did things go mm-hmm. i was like mm, didn't yeah. like didn't like that I had access to other people's urine. A little sloppy, to be honest. <laughs> a little sloppy. And in a lab situation, Yep. you don't want that. Not ideal. Not ideal. I also don't like when they call your name in front of the, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Well, what are they supposed to do at that point? I don't know. Give you a number when you walk in. I guess. That would be cool. Yeah. You walk in, you go, but, okay. Then yeah. it's like you're buying pastries. <laughs> number 11. 11? Yes, right here. Yes. I'm 11. Give me your urine. <laughs> the other weird thing with they when they do that sometimes is at a pharmacy, if you get your drugs at a walk, you know, you go into mm-hmm. the CVS or something, and they'll be, you'll be like, oh, I'm here to pick up my prescription. They'll be like, oh, uh, okay, last name, Scazzeri, and they go over there. I don't see anything. What was it for? I Meanwhile, it's all people yeah, around Right, here. exactly. What was it for something I don't want you to know? Right, it's for my prostate condition. Yeah. It's my boner pill. <laughs> It should be under V for Viagra boner pills. That's not right either. No. There's no. no privacy, Eddie. Urine available. You know my pills. Yeah. Terrible. I'm okay with the pharmacist knowing, but not to oh, yeah, no. it. Pharmacist, yes, of course. Yeah. It's also weird. I wonder how truthful people are when they're, um, they go to the doctor 
and then the doctor, the nurse comes in first and she'll say like, um, are you on any medications? Do people tell all their medications? Uh, I do. I do as well. Cause I don't want something to interact, but I'm saying if people, I guess it even happens when you go to the dentist, they'd be like, and what pills do you take? What? You're the dentist. Yeah. Right. Well, they, they may to know need too. to know. Right. Like, can't I fill it out? Boner pills. <laughs> the girl would be like, you're on boner pills, sir? Yeah. You're like, mm, this isn't going to affect my teeth. I ain't telling anybody <laughs> nothing. It's not right. All right, Eddie, let's do the warm-up show. Sure. And Who, uh, who did I do that with? That would be CeeLo. Oh, CeeLo. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Yes, and maybe Santa will bring you some uh, Depends for your stocking. Do not bring me Depends. I was thinking there's got to be not like a full-on diaper. There must be like a nice pad I can I put in the guess, front like in case a, I squirt out pee again. Like a, a pad that uh, a woman would wear? Yeah, wear yeah a, little, a maxi little pad higher. with wings. Yeah, wings. Maxi pad with wings. Hmm. If you've ever had this experience, please uh, DM me. I know you don't want to put it right on Twitter, but you could just DM it to me. Yeah. Or on Instagram. Curious what your thoughts are. Because I had one time many years ago where I had a poop and I ended up pooping my pants, the mm. emergency. That still, this was when I was in Florida, still in the back of my head of when I had to go is. to the bathroom. It's traumatic. And now I got something in the front, something in the back. Good times. So! so what up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. The road to Vegas is on WFAN. And just because those guys were bad doesn't mean that you're good. Boomer and Geo are headed to the big game. Each week, the guys will talk about which teams will be there. You've been horrible, too. The road to Vegas with Boomer and Geo is presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it. By Key Food and their family of supermarkets. And by Helix Wireless. Connecting everything, everywhere. Where and the fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days oh, yeah. it doesn't suck. Oh, yeah, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the warm up program. My name's Al Dukes. If I'm talking first, that means Jerry's out. Eddie is here. CeeLo in for Jerry. Good morning, CeeLo. Yo, what up, Al? Where's Jerry celebrating that sweet nectar of a cowboy win last night? I believe so, yeah. Into the wee hours of this morning. Got I'm sure that was a chock full post game. Bottles of tequila all around mm-hmm. him. He's like, sweet nectar. You went with the Chiefs, uh, oh, Mitch yeah. Holtus, Chiefs radio call there. Oh, is that sweet, what he says? Sweet into nectar? the sweet nectar of the end zone. Oh, Not man. so much yesterday in Arrowhead, but yeah, we'll get to that. Jerry is just like laying it up. Pool of his own love. Al, if I asked you how many consecutive games the Cowboys have won in their building, your answer would be? I saw it already, 15. Oh, okay. Very good. I did not realize that. That's I pretty, didn't realize. That's pretty, pretty good. I did. When I saw that, I was like, wow. Pretty good. That was, the, uh, that was your Sunday night game yeah, last night. Bit of a snoozer because the Cowboys blew the doors off the Eagles. Yeah, they just, uh, what was the final there? 33-13. Yeah, it was 24-6 at the half, right? And then it was 30-6 to at some point, Well, that I was think. the funny thing. Like, at, within uh, two minutes remaining in the first half when the Cowboys punched in that touchdown, it was like, Good night, game over. Mm-hmm. Then the broadcasters tried to pretend that well, they have to yeah. when the Eagles picked up a Dak Prescott fumble and returned it for a touchdown. All of a sudden, we had a game. No, you didn't. That was the only time the Eagles found the end zone last night. Is that it was right? On defense, right? Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was 24-6 uh, going into the half, and that was it. The Eagles had three big fumbles. It wasn't 30-6. to I said 24-6. I thought at some point it was 30-6. to Never quite got there. Yeah. But, yeah, that was the only uh, Eagle touchdown was the deep, the fumble return. We're talking MVP for Dak Prescott. That that field goal kicker the Cowboys have, that dude was kicking. Unbelievable. He kicked a 60-yarder, a 59-yarder. I think first time in NFL history. Oh, is that right? If I saw correctly, someone had a 59-yarder and a 60-yarder in the same game. Man, that guy was just drilling them. He's 30 for 30 this year. That should be a series. And he did not kick. He was not a kicker in college. He played. Really? He played. I believe offensive s- lineman. No, I believe he played soccer, and then ended up in one of these Fakakta leagues. Really? And then the he's Cowboys like, picked him up from there. He's like, this is easy. Thirty for thirty. Thirty for thirty, man. Think about like even forget kicking in general. Just yesterday, how many missed field goals and extra points there were, and this right. dude. Who never kicked, I, again, I'm pretty sure did not kick in college. Is 30 for 30 in his first season in the NFL. It was very For the weather- Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. It was very weather-related yesterday. I feel like. I know. Did, I, did, did the rain just cover everywhere yesterday? It was like uh, Cincinnati. It was raining everywhere. The I would say eastern, northeastern part of the country. Yeah. Cincinnati's maybe not northeast like the way we think of it. But if you actually put the country into quadrants, it would yeah. be. That, that would count. Split it into quarters, into quadrants, I would say. Then the yeah. Bengals would belong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So that's good for the Cowboys. You know, I don't know what this does to the NFC East now. Well, it puts the Cowboys in the driver's seat because they, I believe at the moment, have the tie break over the Eagles based on division record because they split their season series. Yeah, but I think uh, the see, the Cowboys lost to Cardinals, right? They're no longer in the NFC but, East. Okay. So what does that have to that do with That had something anything? to do with it, though. I was reading. Oh. The, for who the Cowboys... The Cowboys... Oh, this was it. The Cowboys uh-huh. lost to the Cardinals, who are in the NFC. The Jets, the Eagles lost to the Jets, AFC. So right now, the Eagles, I believe, would still be ahead. Really? Yeah, because both of them lost to the Niners. Okay, well, that's going to be a with problem. each other. Because I just, in my recorded WCBS 880 yeah. reports, mentioned that the Cowboys now take over first place. Because I'm reading here... Wins tiebreaker over Philadelphia based on wins, win percentage in division games. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know which comes first. You might mm, be right. I may not be. No one's going to question not, you. If not, i got to go back to the drawing board on that. I just saw something about when I was reading yeah. about it that they're both 10-3. and three. They both lost convincingly to the Niners, the mm-hmm. Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys lost an NFC game. Eagles lost... Maybe they're talking like AFC. when we get to the end of the season. Maybe if they have if they're if they're if it comes down to tiebreak if their division records equal, and if their con- conference record were somehow equal, maybe then strength of victory. Yeah, I don't know. It's man. too early anyway. Right. We always get into these things where in it's the, like in the conference, Dallas is seven and three, and the Eagles are six and two. So they haven't even played an even amount of conference games at the moment. I see. So mm. it's really. It's like they go if the uh, semantics if the season ended today, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't end. That's today. correct. It does not. We still have four weeks to go. Yes. Yeah. But it was a cool. At least um, it looked like a cool Sunday night matchup. Didn't turn out to be cool. Looked like it. Yes. Yeah. On paper, it was a cool game. On paper, it was a. It was, How many cool games did you guys have this week? We had a decent amount, actually. We put. Uh, yeah, we had a decent amount. Okay. And, uh, you know, this Jets situation, you know, no one wants to rain on a Jets parade Chris here. McMonagle enjoyed raining on the Jets parade. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, the, uh, it still wasn't a complete. Checks in on the other side of the glass over there. It still wasn't a complete game by the Jets. They did nothing. It was pretty the, complete. Not 0-0 zero, zero at the half. That's yeah. not a complete game. But they were outgaining the Texans. They hadn't turned the ball over. I mean, offensively, though. like Yeah. Because we know the defense plays well. Right. There were 11 punts combined in the first half. Not like, okay, no score. There were a bunch of turnovers and great defensive, you know, a diving interception or a strip sack. It was just punt after punt after punt. But they had a beautiful second half. Sure did. 30 points, three touchdowns. First time the offense has scored multiple TDs since week four. (laughs) And I guess you want it. It was better that way. Better than, like, let's say the the first quarter the Jets went up Scored 30 points yeah. and then did nothing the rest of the game. It feels better this way. Yeah, like, oh, sure. You got to end roll. on a leave on a high note. Leave on a high note. That's all end on me. a high note. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. But I mean, I don't know what the point of it is. Right. He's not going to be here next year, Zach Wilson. Mm, maybe. Mm-mm. 
It's the Jets. Never know. It is the Jets. That's a fair point. <laughs> it is the Jets. Uh, and then the other thing, whenever they talk about like, you know, oh, the Jets are just ruining their draft. You have no idea who yes, you're drafting. No. Thank you. I'm glad you and I agree on that. And it's a total crapshoot. The one thing for people that are in that camp that I will concede and agree upon, okay, obviously the higher selection you have, the more value is attached to that pick, and you could then trade down to get more for it. I do acknowledge that. Okay. But as far as the, oh, my God, we need a quarterback, and if we don't pick in the top five, we're screwed. No, that that's not, nowhere near based in fact. Correct. It's just not. Right, we've seen, we've had way too many years. Correct. But still people will think that way. Oh, that's what I mean. That's why I get hot and bothered about it. Because, oh, they just lost themselves, this guy. Oh, yep. Yeah, Ernie Acosta, who used to work here at the fan, who's a big Jet fan. I saw him yesterday. Well, Kiss, uh, who's the dude that won the Heisman? Is it Jaden Daniels? Oh, yeah. Kit, yep, that Jet win. Kiss Jaden Daniels goodbye. There there goes that chance. Like, okay, maybe. Right. What is Jaden? Jaden Daniels hasn't thrown a pass in the NFL yet. Correct. We know nothing about Come him. Come on, man. Come on, and man. we love Ernie. And we like him. It was finally nice to see Garrett Wilson get some catches. Finally? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, a lot of catches in one game. I mean. What do you mean? You're going you're gonna to pull up some uh, Garrett Wilson stats and go, he yeah. caught eight balls in this yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, balls. of course, when you watch him play, you wonder what how what it would have been with Aaron Rodgers. But yeah. Let me see here. What would have, could have, should have been. a nine, nine catches against the Chiefs. Okay. Eight against the Eagles, seven against the Giants, seven against the Chargers, nine against the Raiders, seven against the Dolphins, nine yesterday. So, I mean, volume Average wise, for been, him. He's right there. He had himself a nice average game. Yeah. And uh, the Jets were very impressive in stopping uh, C.J. Stroud, which we were kind of interested in seeing how they would perform against him. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, weather wasn't great, but... You throw that out the window, in my opinion, when you watch the way Zach Wilson threw the football yesterday. That's number one. Number two, they lost Tank Dell last week. Nico Collins went out in this game early. But this is the latest performance by the Jet defense where I'm not going to say in this case it's a big-time quarterback, but an impressive rookie comes in who I think was leading coming into yesterday was leading the NFL in passing yardage. Right, Mahomes came in here. They gave him a problem. Josh Allen, week one. Jalen Hurts. Like You go down the list of upper echelon or notable quarterbacks that they have given fits to this year, and that is a feather in the cap for the Jets. Yeah. Defense. Oh, yes. 135 total yards for Houston yesterday. Five sacks. Obviously, Stroud gets knocked out with the concussion there in the second half. No, it was great when it was 0-0 at the half, and they're like, a game hasn't been 0-0 at the half since <laughs> for in a long Jim time. Thorpe right. had a leather helmet on. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the next late window and yes. zero zero at the half. Right. Vikings Raiders. And they go, no one's been. We haven't had two zero zeros at the half since Babe Ruth played football. <laughs> like what? In the three that long ago? Three nothing final. Man, it I was, was the first team that won a game with three points since like two thousand eight. I never wanted a kicker to shank a ball more than I know. that dude. I oh. thought he was going to give me a zero zero Greg tie. Joseph. Yeah, that would have been sweet. <laughs> Well, we had a long way to go to get to the tie, but at least you get to overtime. It's on the table. Yeah, right. At least, yeah, going into overtime 0-0. Yeah. yeah. When it wasn't like a full-on, like, it wasn't thick fog that was stopping it. it there was... They're playing indoors. They're, right. <laughs> In Las <They're>, Vegas. <laughs> correct. <laughs> what was that? And my main man, Josh Dobbs, got replaced. Benched, yep. So the old, hey, we're going to see who best fits Justin Jefferson's yeah. skill set. Meanwhile, he didn't even make it through the game. No, he didn't. He came back from the hamstring. He got himself a chest injury. See yeah. you later. Yeah. By the way, the the big story, which I had not even heard until yesterday. I guess it wasn't a big story, but an interesting story. The Raiders during their bye week, Antonio Pierce brought in all these Marvin Lewis, Tom Coughlin, oh, Adam really? Gase all came in. All losers? Other than right, Tom right, Coughlin? Right, right, right. So that was the low-hanging fruit is, oh, sure, they bring Gase in to sit in on the meetings, and they scored zero points coming out of the bye <laughs> Why would that was so? Well, those are weird. That's a weird group. They all have connections. Um, Gase is buddies with the interim offensive coordinator. But what's he saying to the team? Uh, it was Antonio Pierce basically saying, "Look, I recognize I'm new at this. Like, I can rally the troops and pump the guys up. But as far as running a team week to week, meetings, scheme, all the things that go into being a head coach." He was bringing in some resources and people, I guess, that he trusts. Tom Coughlin's an obvious connection. That's a good, that's a solid one. That guy's won Super Bowls. Right. Marvin Lewis, while you can certainly 
poke holes in his postseason record, got the Bengals to the playoffs a number of times, and he was head coach there. And they coached together at Arizona State under Herm Edwards, Antonio Pierce, and Marvin Lewis. And the Gase connection, again, had to do with um, the interim offensive coordinator, and I believe the interim GM as well. So it was sort of a network of friends, come on in, you can sit in, observations, what do you see, what do you think, so on and so forth, coming out of the bye, and they uh, put up a bagel. He's like, mm, I wanted to bring in Tom Coughlin to talk to you guys about how he's won uh, multiple Super Bowls. Who's yeah. the other guy besides? Uh, Marvin Lewis. Uh, Marvin Lewis here, who's uh, been through it all, has coached uh, many, many years, yeah. get the Bengals to the playoffs. I just wanted to bring in another guy who just has really weird <laughs> eyes, just to creep just you to guys out for a little while. Right, exactly. Yeah, Distract just... <laughs> you during the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play with this guy I'm bringing in because he went famous for having tacos going around oh his head during God. his press conference with his crazy eyes. What a nightmare. Did we ever figure out why his eyes were like that? Was it just that we're used to seeing him in a baseball cap and he had no cap on so his eyes was, were shooting that was everywhere? part of it. I don't know if there was something more at play there. Was there I a don't, fly in the room? I thought it always felt bad. I mean, it, look, it was weird and it was funny to an extent. I yeah. just don't know if he has some sort of like condition or something. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was condition. big on that baseball cap, and the yeah. and the 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 overly curved yeah. brim pulled down so that the eyes were shielded. Yeah. I love an overly curved baseball cap. Do That's you? my kind That's of style. Yeah, yeah, you're not a flat brim guy. No, mm-hmm. I look really bizarre mm. in a flat brim. I look like a guy trying to be a rapper. At some point today, I want to put on that the big hat. Oh, okay, for Boomer and Geo Live. Yeah, the Brian Robinson Jr. special. The big hat. Remember yeah. that last year? Who who was this then? It was the Commanders rookie running back that got shot like in training camp, and then he came back and he had like his first big game, and they went to interview him in the locker room after, and he had this big ass hat on. The big hat. And they yeah. were asking, "He goes, oh yeah, my buddy makes them. If anyone, you know, if you want it, if you want it, you want one, let me know." And then the guy's business just like exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, Cee-Lo, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, I've got, I'd like to go around the NFL, yeah. and I want to talk about that Chiefs-Bills situation and a whole bunch of other fun things. And then Boomer and Gio will be here at 6 o'clock. Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name's Al Dukes. I'm with Cee-Lo today. Jerry is somewhere. Home. Marinara. He's home. Hopefully. Oh, he did Cowboy game last night? Yeah. Marinara. Probably oh, man, he must have got been. off the air at like 1 a.m. Probably was in his underpants dancing around after that Cowboy win. Guy had a Rutgers game Saturday. He's just, he's a busy man. Yeah, he was yeah. all over the place, yeah. that Jerry. Mm-hmm. Do you think he does a dance in his room when he's doing the Cowboy game when they go up so big against like a, a, no. a team like the Eagles? I can't picture. I, I, I would venture it's been... Uh, Many years since Jerry has danced. Really? Yeah. I think he gets a couple tequilas in him. He'll. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet he'll boogie a little bit. Like at a wedding, with the yeah. wife drags him out there. Yeah, or like if he goes yeah, down, he probably just does like the little. Yeah, if he goes down to Atlantic City, little shuffle. Goes to Atlantic see Life Speed, the cover band no. that's down there. He's, he's dancing. I don't think so. Oh, he, he is. He might dancing. be bobbing his head. I don't think he's dancing. You don't think he's moving his hips at all? No. no. Hips don't lie. Don't remember. I was, or don't remember. Don't forget. I was out with the two of you a couple of years back when we went to the uh, Jordan Davis show here in the city. Oh, yeah. And the two of you were basically, you know, ready Stiffs. to fall asleep on the couch yeah. before the show, before the concert yeah, I, even began. I've had it with going out. I want to just stay home <laughs> the rest of my life. So I was actually watching live this uh, Bills Chiefs game. Were you as well, CeeLo? Of course. When uh, the, the the Bills ended up winning that game 2017, but uh, in the Did final... Did everything they could to yeah. allow Patrick Mahomes and company as much time as possible to come down the field? Yes, poor clock management yes. on their part. Yes, it was. And, and also before... I'm sorry, not to... I know yeah, where we're heading. I just want to set it up. But since you were watching live, explain to me how exactly... And this is not... I'm not you know in Chiefs camp. And I'm going to stick up for Mahomes and all that. Before the Bills kick the field goal and leave the Chiefs all that time, the play where Josh Allen is about to fall out of bounds and completes that ball to, I believe it was Latavius Murray. And it looked like he dropped it slash fumbled it, right? And the ball went out of bounds. Bills retained possession. Chiefs immediately immediately throw the challenge flag. How is that a catch? He never had control of that football. Come on now. Um. Yeah, I don't even recall. Okay, I remember fine. the catch. Right, let's move on to the I more important the matter then. 
I remember the fumble, but yeah. I don't recall. You know what? I may have still been on red zone at that point. There may have still been one more okay. game going on. The so only they reason may I ask is that would have set up a fourth and nine, and I forget if they were in field goal range or not, but point being is it would have, A, preserved more time on the clock. B, the Chiefs would have then had all three of their timeouts because they challenged, lost, were charged the timeout. So that kind of, I think, gets swept under the rug a little bit because of ultimately what happens, which we're getting to. But that one, to me, didn't make sense. Yeah, so Mahomes hits uh, Travis Kelsey kind of across the middle. He's going. He's going to get tackled. Mm -hmm. He doesn't lateral. He turns around and overhand throws the ball, right, Uh, to Kadarius Tony. a bullet spiral that had to be inches away from being knocked away by the defender. That was coming across the field. Yeah, I, I, I still I've watched it a million times. I mean, the margin for error there was so slim, and it's not like hey, last play of the game, it's desperation. Like right, if he just could've... goes down there, they're in field goal range and still have time to take a shot, shot at the end, yeah at the end zone. It was an incredible, play. and it did look like that was a play that was practiced because Kadarius yes. Tony did look like he was expecting the. The, he was looking like, hey, I'm here. Remember yeah. that play we've run? Have you seen the ISO on Tony on that play? No. Like, so he gets, like, essentially doubled off the line of scrimmage and, like, knocked down and bumped. And he's he, he like, actually outwardly emoted like he was frustrated and annoyed. And all of a sudden, he turns his head on a swivel like, the pass is coming. Like, he was annoyed. And then he realized, oh, crap, he's throwing me the football. Caught it all in one motion. Bang. He's high-stepping in the end zone. Like, it happens so fast. Yeah. And... I was at Sirius, so we were. I was watching the game, but we were. We had the Chiefs radio play-by-play on, and they mentioned they work on this stuff all the time. So to your point, okay, yeah, I don't know if that was the play call in the huddle, or it's just one of those things where yeah, if Kelsey you see is it. just yeah, you just kind of go with the flow. But you're right, a ballsy move because you could easily just kick a field goal and tie the game, or take a shot and then kick a field goal, tie there the game. Still, what a minute and yeah, change minute left something. at that point. Yeah, yeah minute fourteen, I yeah. think. Uh, but then they call Mr. Kadarius Tony for lining up offsides. The old offensive offsides. On the line. Yeah. So when you looked at this, does that look like offsides? Of course. Yeah. So, Especially because he's, he's like in the slot or kind of like tight set. So he's very much closer to the football than a you know right. so wide receiver split way out wide would be. Correct. So if he's so close to the football. Why is he lining up offsides? That's it's, so it's, stupid. It's Kadarius Tony. He's had a number of these Emmys that they call that they call them mental errors. Emmys. Emmy. Emmys. Emmy awards. M-E. No, not E M M Y. Oh, I see. M dot E. Yeah, because no one seems to be mad at him. People are mad at oh, the no, refs. There's definitely some people mad at him. People seem to be mad at the refs for calling. Well, I mean, like Patrick Mahomes is screaming about the refs. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid is yelling about the refs. I think they're just blowing off some steam. Yeah. Tony cost them the, the game week, the season opener against the Lions, if you recall. Pass right off his, tipped off his hands, went the other way, I think, for a Lions touchdown in a big spot. Do you think anyone talks to him after this game and says, dude, what are you you're doing? right by the ball. Probably. How are you lining up? I was looking at, I haven't really dug deep yet, but I all the audio I've seen from postgame is Mahomes and Reed. Like, did did Tony speak or comment? I, on I have not seen anything from flight? him. Him either. Like you go into the Chiefs locker room. Was he? Did he like skip town? Or I mean, right? Patrick Mahomes said another game. We're talking about the refs. It's not what we want for the NFL. It's not what we want for football. Yeah. Andy Reid called it a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. He was annoyed that there was no. He said, "We I usually get a warning about guys that are." Lining up close to being offside, so on and so forth. Well, maybe that was this the was part his first that time. Perturbed him. Yeah. Well, they they just felt like, hey, at that critical juncture in the game, you know, you haven't said anything all day. But you're right. Yeah. And they and they did have a pool reporter speak to the the lead ref after the game, and he was like, well, yeah, we sometimes will give a warning, but not when it's as egregious as this was. Like, right. You know. Or you don't not you don't have like if they give you a this all reminds me of speeding. In your car. Yeah. Right? Like, sometimes you get a warning. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. And we all speed all day long. Yeah. But when you get caught, you can't be mad because right. you were speeding. Correct. Even though you go, oh, he's, I was speeding all day and you never said anything. Right. And Mahomes is like, he's barely off sides. But he's off sides. Right. I don't know if it's barely. Because when I first looked at him, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, it's by, like, by a toe. But then when I looked at Tony... In comparison to everybody else 
offensive linemen right on down to the other receivers. Like it, it was pretty. It pretty was pretty egregious. obvious. Yeah, and you're right. He's looking right at the ball. It's behind you, the ball. Yeah. Get behind it. Now, there is a little bit of a brewing controversy here beyond the reaction. Okay. And I'll be very curious to see how Boomer handles this today. Oh, And you probably tell. didn't follow this because after the game ended, I'm sure you shut it off and went to sleep. I shut it right down. So there was a fella, I want to say, did I write it down in the notes here? Let's see. thought I had it somewhere. He was in the game. He was on uh, mm-hmm. social media. No, no, no. Social media. Here it is. Yeah. Josh Cohen on Twitter. Is this a guy we should Who, know? Well, uh, you wouldn't, but he claimed to be have worked as the spotter for oh, CBS okay. on the broadcast yesterday. Oh. Right? And he said something along the lines of, like, I can confirm that on that play, Kadarius Tony like, signaled to the the side judge or what down judge I- to get, hey, am I good, so on and so forth. He goes, I can't confirm whether or not he received, like, any feedback from the official. And he said something along the lines of, there's multiple tweets, like, I'll have to take a look at the All-22, or if not, if it doesn't, the All-22 doesn't show next week when I get back into our production truck, yada, 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 yada. Tracy Wolfson, part of that broadcast team with Nance and Romo yesterday, quote tweets him and says, I can confirm that he would know this. So they both comment on this, right? Here's the controversy. All those tweets, gone, deleted. Someone at CBS mm, must have said. Right. Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes probably shut them right down. But, like, is that CBS via the, hey, the NFL calls and says, hey, have your people take that down? I don't know. It could be either the CBS higher-up call or very an curious, NFL call. Very curious about that. Mm, mm. Controversy. That's right. We like controversy. I do, yeah. Juicy, I love it. something to talk about. I love Bottom it. Bottom line is this. He lined up offsides. Yeah. Mahomes was out of control. People were making a lot about what he said to Josh Allen on the field after the game. And as I said to McMonagall in the newsroom, God himself could have met Mahomes on the field after the game. And I think he would have said the same thing, dropping F-bombs left and right. Like, he was so in the red. Think about how many teammates were holding him back on the sideline there. Like, he is just fed up. And I totally understand where people are like, dude, you guys get a million calls. You win all these Super Bowls. Like, just shut up. Be quiet. We used to say the same thing about Tom Brady. It's no different. Right. The same situation. Right. I saw somebody on social media, in the media. Oh, it was uh, Jason Whitlock. He wrote something about the a call that went the Chiefs way that had them go and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, or that something. was last year. Yeah. So Defensive pass interference against former Giant James Bradbury. Yeah. Late yes. in last year's Super Bowl against the it. Eagles. Right. Mm-hmm. Calls go different ways. No, I the, understand. The thing I don't really understand it at a noise like that seems an easy one you're either in front of the ball or behind the ball that's the ones that i i don't understand is is sometimes they let the receiver and the cornerback fight it out for a ball yeah but if you're going by the letter of the law that's pass interference any contact right um not necessarily why? And this is the gray area if right. you're play, if you're making a play on the ball but if they're both tugging at each other right both have, called hand checking, mm-hmm. but some of them are hold. Sometimes there's receivers like uh, uh, it's like they're slow yeah. dance, and they've got each others by both. And uh, I sometimes know. that's yeah. a flag. Sometimes it's I think not. if they deem it fifty fifty, they let those things fly. And then as long as b- both players have the ability to go up and make a play on the ball, they let it go. But as we know, there's a lot of there's a lot of gray area with these calls, and that's why they get as much attention as they do. Because of the way the rules and the league is set up now, because of the various replay angles we have, HD, 4K, all those things, it's just, it's analyzed more now than it ever has been. So we all, oh, the officiating is as bad as it's ever been. No, probably not. It's just, we have the ability to see and review it more than we ever have. Here's what we need to do. Remove all replay. Yeah, okay. And remove all close-up cameras. Yeah, well, that's not going to happen. So that we only <laughs> see the play in real time from the angle we got. Just like the refs had in real time, real no, no, speed. Yeah, real yeah. time, real right. speed. And right. you could you could replay the play over and over again, but you can't slow it down to the micro-inch. Yeah. That would, help, that would help football. Not going to happen. As you, I know you know that. I don't know that. Yeah, you do. You do. Quick break here, CeeLo. Oh. When we return... Let's go around the NFL. And also, I got a couple other uh, items I'd like to hit you with before Boomer and Geo get here at 6 o'clock.
Welcome back to the warm-up program. My name is Al Dukes. I've got CeeLo here. I've got Eddie Scazzeri here. We've got Jerry living it up. You look like you're pre-snap quarterbacking right now. You're getting everyone lined up. Yeah, line it up. signals. Jerry partied it up last night after his Cowboys rolled on Sunday Night Football, making it uh, not even a close game. Just the Eagles have been getting their butts kicked. Yeah, they've got some issues right now. They were kind of due for a little bit of a low. All teams have them. Real quick, speak. You mentioned the Cowboys. I don't know if you watched this. You probably not watched the game live last night. You went to bed. I but was sleeping. Yep. You're a cowboy, a cowboy fan. Yes, I am. And you're fraudulent five. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed this this thing with Dak? With it's pretty much every play before he like. Okay, here we go. That's like part of his cadence. Have you no. picked up on that at all? No, that's he like, weird. Yeah. He like, okay, here we go, and then whatever he says to hike the ball. He does that at Almost the line of scrimmage? every play, yeah. I got to listen for that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very noticeable with some of these on-field mics. I don't know what exactly happened between Bart Scott and <laughs> Bill Belichick. You don't? I'm not 100% sure. I mean, sure. maybe not a, some specific incidents, but Jet Patriot rivalry. Yeah, yeah. The playoff win, can't wait, the whole thing. Yeah, but uh, Bart Scott was on Pardon My Take mm. and said that... Uh, he so hates Bill Belichick, like mm-hmm. hates him. Yeah. They asked him the old thing, like if Bill Belichick was on fire, would you right. use your own urine to help put that out? Yeah. He said no, he would stomp it out. Yeah. And he also said that it, that his hate of Bill Belichick, he said, Bill was an ass to me on something that had nothing to do with football. Ah, okay. Like after my career. So there is more then. He also said, quote, if I see him and he wants some, he can get some. <laughs> like He was pretty much saying, like, I don't care if you're old or not. Yeah. I will beat you up if you want some of this action. Little Pedro Don Zimmer, part two. Then I did see another a story. I don't know if this doesn't feel like it's the whole thing, but I guess when Bart Scott was um, on the NFL Today mm-hmm. and they were doing the show live at, uh, at one of the championship games, Bill Belichick purposely came over to say hello to Tony Gonzalez and um, one other former player. Okay. And Bart Scott was, it was just the three of them, was Bart Scott, Tony Gonzalez, I forget who the other, and a former player was, not Boomer. And (laughs) he specifically addressed everyone except Bart Scott. Froze him out. Froze him out. Stiffed him. Froze him out. I can see that. So, I don't know. I'd love to get to the bottom of that. Rivalry runs deep. We know how yeah. Belichick feels about the Jets, so yes, doesn't shock me. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers have moved in the first place in the NFC South. Wow. That's uh, right. Three teams at six and seven. Yeah. That's nothing to write home about. Whatevs. Get in the playoffs and you could steal a victory. That's what I say. Yeah. With my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about the Cleveland Browns being eight and five? That's like a surprise record for me. Well, especially when you consider Deshaun Watson went down to basically get Joe Flacco off the couch here. Yeah. And and they were very – this was interesting. In the pregame yesterday, all the reports indicated Flacco was going to start. But, of course, Kevin Stefanski pulled the old head coach. Well, I'm not going to confirm. You know, we'll see, so on and so forth. And then Flacco goes out, throws for three eleven and three scores, and Stefanski informs him after the game, "You're the starter the rest of the yeah. year." So, to, so today we weren't willing to say before the game. Now we're not even gonna we're gonna go the complete other direction, and we're not even gonna entertain the idea of anybody else playing quarterback. Right. You're the guy the rest of the way. He's the guy. Yeah, there's certainty. Like the Browns, to me, if you were to ask me randomly what their record was, I'd go, oh, "They're six and six mm-hmm. or six and seven. Very stout defense, especially yeah. in their own building." Eight now they five. did. They did let the Jags kind of get back into the game yesterday, um, because Cleveland was pretty much in control from the start. Like they they led. We got a couple Most of, of the way. Fourteen nothing, twenty one seven, twenty eight fourteen. So they had multiple two touchdown leads, and then the Jags kind of hung around in the fourth quarter. Trevor, how I mean, there's how this is a high ankle sprain for Trevor Lawrence, and he played six days later, and not only played but wasn't limping and was like scrambling and moving around. I I don't. I don't know how that's possible, other than maybe it wasn't as serious as they may have indicated. Maybe it's fake, like Aaron Rodgers' Achilles fake, injury. But um, he had three touchdown passes, but also three interceptions. So mm. Cleveland defense allowed some points, but made enough plays to get the win there. And we talked about Flacco's numbers. Impressive. Do you think the Niners are going to hit a spot here where they eventually start losing some games? They, they already hit that spot. That three-game uh, yeah. 
That's it? That's it for them? I mean, until we get to the playoffs, I would think so, right? I mean, Man, let me see. What's left for them? I hate the Niners. Uh, 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 all the teams uh, having to go to San Francisco to play to uh, in the playoffs. Why do you hate that? I don't know. I'm sick of the 49ers. Sick of what? They've been in I do one like Super Bowl Birdie. in recent memory? Yeah, but I'm still thinking about Joe Montana and Jerry oh, Rice. And That's many, many, Clark. many moons ago. I know. I Niners just are at Arizona. Win. Home against Baltimore. That's a Monday night game. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. At Washington. It's another win. Washington. And then they finish up at home against the Rams. Okay. Which could be an interesting game. Well, for the Rams. Like, so if the Niners have things locked up, they might take the foot off the gas. And the Rams, who played Baltimore tough yesterday, lost, are in the mix, but have some work to do now in the wild card race. So that could be a big one for them. Yeah, the Rams lost on a punt return in overtime. Sure did. That's a cool way to win overtime, though, punt return. And that was like the backup returner because their main guy, Devin Duvernay, went out. This gentleman, uh, he just randomly, I've read, his, like, I've I read guess... his name a couple times. It's, it hasn't stuck just yet. That's a cool name, Devin Duvernay. Well, that's not the guy. That, oh. That's the one who normally would return oh, punts for Baltimore. Oh, where's this guy's name? <laughs> oh, uh, just know he t- returned. Right, though. it's spelled T-Y-L-A-N. Wallace. Tylen? Tylen. I think it's Tylen. Tylen Wallace. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to get me one of his jerseys. Yeah. 76 yards for the win. Yep. Yeah, that was a good game. And that was a, that was on the list of cool games for Jerry and I, and it lived up to the hype. That did make it. That was on it the did. list. It okay. was on the nice list. Nice to have a cool game live up to the hype. Yes, absolutely. Well, Bill's Chiefs did as well. Uh, that that it Cowboys, did. Eagles, not so much. Not so much. What do we think of this Jake uh, Browning uh, quarterback uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals? He's been impressive other than yeah. um, as he revealed not drinking enough water, fluids, because he went he went out of that game yesterday and he was like holding his thumb. And you're thinking, oh, man, here they go again. Like it looked it looked like it could be a serious situation. And then he revealed he, he's kind of embarrassed about it. It was cramping. His hand cramped? Well, it was like, I guess, from the forearm and then it impacted his thumb. So he like... He gets up, he's holding it in a way that makes you think, like, oh, crap, is it broken? And he, like, runs to the locker room with this. You're like, oh, man, here comes A.J. McCarron. They're already down Joe Burrow. But it turned out it was just cramping. So he got an IV and back in the game. You think they gave him an IV right in his thumb or a regular IV? I don't think he put it in the thumb. That seems like cheating, (laughs) getting an IV during a game. No, it's not cheating. I don't know. Drink some water, suck on some Gatorade. (laughs) Getting an IV. do that as well. What's to stop him from getting steroids in the middle of the game? Who's checking on that? Uh, IV all these steroids. guys get drug tested either after the game or the next day. So, Yeah, and then he gets suspended. They're not going to take that win away. Get that arm all okay, muscular. But and they're throw. still then down another quarterback. Oh, I and see. And then you got to watch A.J. McCarron play the rest mm. of the way for the Bengals. Or they mm. get someone else off the couch. Right, Think like about a Joe it, Flacco yeah. type. Right. Yeah, Joe Flacco, who there was a pregame report yesterday. He He was sitting out hoping that the Jets might come calling, that he wanted to return to the Jets. And they never did. Yeah. I'm glad. So I'm not he went interested. to Cleveland, and now he's potentially on his way to the playoffs. Yeah. I, I'm i with the Jets. I have no interest in Joe Flacco. I'm just saying, like, when you look us. at the guys they ran out there the last couple yeah. weeks. But no worries. Zach is back. For now. Playoffs. With Zach. Going to Miami next week. Oh. See how that, see how that goes. <laughs> Mike White. On the bench. Sitting across. Yeah, Tua. Tua! Tua! All right, I'll, I'll listen. I'm interested to see the Jet defense against Tyreek Hill. Uh, well, we just saw it a couple weeks ago on Black we, Friday. I know we did see it on Black Friday, yeah. but kind of forget about that because it was a Black Friday game. Uh-huh. I like to see it on a Sunday. It is okay. a Sunday game, correct? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay. Because we do now transition into next week you'll have the – you got the Thursday night game, but then you've got a triple header on Saturday. Oh, this coming Saturday? Yes. Yes. Sweet. Yes. Yeah. Jets Dolphins is one o'clock Sunday. Oh, okay. Saturday. Yeah, what do we staggered, got? Staggered. You've got one o'clock. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Because you guys you I'm not gonna usually, say whether it's cool or not. I know, but you usually don't even look at the schedule until Friday when you do it. That's true. You know what? Don't give hold me that. the schedule. Okay, yeah. I'll hold that. Give me a sports minute though. Oh, yes. And it is Amy Lawrence, and it is brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. You've actually got a. Sh- I turned my mic off mid mid sentence. You've got a uh, Chiefs Bills. You, you failed. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. 
the superheroes of WFAN. Oh, hi there. I've got CeeLo here today for another minute or so. Uh, we got that Otani news uh, over the weekend. Unbelievable. I was uh, sitting waiting for Tom Green to come on stage <laughs> when I... Well, my friend told me that. Oh, seven undie. Okay. They went to the Do- He went to the Dodgers. I was like, oh, all right. $700 million. $70 million a year. Pretty good. We're heading right towards a billion dollar contract uh, at some point. Oh, no, we're not. What do you mean Wait we're not? Wait till those uh, regional sports networks collapse. <laughs> You've been, I mean, how long are you going to yeah, sell that? I'm selling it. A lot of chatter this year about yeah. it. Yeah. I've been talking about it for a while. Not so much an issue for the Dodgers. Maybe some other some we're, other networks. We're getting the chatter now, regions. though. Ooh, I don't know where they're getting this money from. We got the uh, Yankees flying out to California to meet with Yamamoto. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I thought he was in Japan. He was with the Mets. Now they're going to California to meet the uh, Yankees. They said, you want to come to Japan? We'll meet you halfway. California. I heard he's signing with the Dodgers. Maybe. How much WFAN FM WFAN FM HD1 New York always live on the free Odyssey app.